Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast this week. I am so excited. We have a special guest, Tim Del Castillo of Castle Law. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing great, Jen. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. I'm so excited that you're here because I think you have a really unique perspective that will help our listeners. So, as many of you probably are aware, there are lawyers who represent employees in workplace law cases, and there are lawyers who represent employers in workplace law cases. And most of the time, you have someone who will choose one side or the other. And there are some very practical reasons for that. There's conflicts of interest that can come up. And I think for many lawyers, we have to sort of think about what's our lane and we're either gonna be in the employee lane or the employer lane. I will tell you our firm, even though we don't do litigation, we think of ourselves as being in both lanes because by the advice we give our clients and by the training we provide, we're helping employees and that's what we want to be doing. Tim is super unique and I want him to tell you about his practice because I think the insights that he can provide us here today will really help a lot of you with understanding the goal of prevention, how to stay out of trouble, and also what happens when you are named in a lawsuit when the company or or the organization uh, does come under fire from a litigation perspective, what should you do? So Tim, I'm so glad you're here. Why don't we start by just talking a little bit about your practice? How did it develop? How is it that you can represent both sides? Yeah, so it, it is unique. I don't know very uh, many litigators who do both representation of employers and employees. I come from a defense background like you, Jen, and um, we did work at the same big law firm um, representing only employers. And then I started my practice about five years ago in 2017. And as an attorney starting out a new practice, you know, developing that business, you kind of have to be open at at least initially to um, where the business will come from. And I've always viewed um, my role as an employment lawyer like you do ultimately we want to work for um for employees and for employers who want to do right by their employees and i think that's the vast majority of them and um you know when we're when we're doing the defense litigation when we're doing the um, advice and counsel like you do ultimately it's with the end goal of achieving compliance treating people right and I view, personally, I view um, the ability to work as kind of a, a sacred right, you could say, that, that all people have and it has dignity. And so what we do is, you know, we, we represent employers in litigation and we uh, do also represent individuals in litigation. I love it. It gives me and, and my attorneys, my team, uh, I think a well-rounded perspective on, um, you know, n- not one side is always right. Sometimes mistakes are made and it gives us, I think, a little bit more of a reasonable approach. We're not so one-track minded that it makes us think employers can never do wrong. It also makes us realize that sometimes employers didn't do anything wrong in a particular case, and the employees maybe, you know, are disgruntled, um, 
but that shouldn't come back to bite the employers when there's no legal violation. Well, and Tim, sometimes one of the things that I think is interesting when I'm dealing with our clients is they want to know, are they going to win? Right. And mm-hmm. one of the things I, I've sort of been saying to folks for a long time is, look, nobody wins in litigation because yeah. you're going to spend a lot of money and you're going to have a lot of anxiety. And so our goal is to keep you out of trouble. Right. And I know mm-hmm. that when you look at, at cases for employees, you're, you're looking for the same thing. Right. You don't want to put them through litigation if there's not a good chance are going to get something on the other end. So I I think we can all agree that litigation is sometimes necessary, um, like you said, to to enforce rights and to make sure that that people's rights are being respected. What can employers do from your perspective? Because you've seen, you know, every day you see both sides. What do you think are the most important things in employers who are listening to this podcast, HR professionals, in-house employment lawyers, what should they be thinking about? What are the most important ways that they can prevent litigation? That's a great question. And I, I think the first and most important thing you can do is what they're already doing, which is listening to this podcast and listening to you. Um, get a good advice and counsel employment lawyer. We all know you're the best, but there are others. So it, listen to people that know employment law before you're in litigation. Most employers don't do that. Why Um, not? Why not, Tim? Because like, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. You know, if I have a pain somewhere, I mean, I call my doctor and say, hey, check me out, what's going on? What is it about contacting the employment lawyer prophylactically, right? They're happy to contact us when there's litigation. But what do you think, what's that hesitation? I think it's, you know, to, to go with your, your analogy of a medical issue, the employment risk and litigation is kind of like the blood pressure of running a business, right? You don't know, it's not always symptomatic until you have a problem. So you might see some other symptom um, later down the road, and then it's too late. You're in litigation. But the, you know, the to take care of your health, you check your blood pressure, you go and you look at your employment policies, you have your handbook reviewed, and you make sure that, you know, hey, I'm in pretty good health. I'm not too worried about it. If there's something I need to fix, I fix it. I think like all people, you know, we don't want to spend money when we don't, we don't think, we don't think we have to. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't know if, if everything seems fine. I've never had a claim. I've never had litigation it's not something that I need to worry about. So I think, unfortunately, a lot of businesses, they don't take that step to think of, you know, this might happen. Well, in California, I would say it's probably going to happen. Yes. Just with the amount of litigation we have, especially if you have more than a few employees, at one point in the life of your business, you're more likely than not to get some kind of employment claim, whether it's a wage and hour claim, a discrimination claim, something related to leave, leave laws, which are very complicated. Um, It's very difficult for an employer in California to do absolutely everything perfectly. It's virtually impossible. So you need to try to eliminate as much of those risk factors as you can. And even when you do that, as you know, Jen, um, sometimes you still have litigation. Yes. So, you know, I think it's one of those things that we don't realize we need until we need it. 
but smart employers, you know, are well advised to take the, the steps proactively to have their policies reviewed, to do the trainings with you, and just as with every other aspect of their business, to run it prophylactically and, and prudently. You know, Tim, you you just made a great point about sometimes you you dot your eyes, you cross your t's, you do everything, and you still get sued. And one of the things that I've really appreciated about our clients who have worked with you is that you try to take the emotion out of it, which I think is really important. Look, you can be upset, you can be frustrated, you can really resent this former employee who you feel like has really um, made something up or has made too much of something. But the bottom line is it's really a cost of doing business. So I think the employers that are willing to look at it as a business decision, I'm in litigation. How did I get here? How do I get out of it? What do I need to do to try to keep the emotion out? I think that helps. It's of course not always possible, but I, I think that idea of this is a problem that has to be solved. First of all, did we do something that we need to fix? And even if we didn't, how did we get to this point? Because I think it it really takes a lot for someone to go see a lawyer and want to sue. People get upset about things all the time. That doesn't generally mean that most people want to go file a lawsuit. So there was some sort of a motivator there. And I think it's really important for employers to try to pull out that emotion from the whole equation. The other thing that's so interesting to me is the money part, because if you talk to me for, you know, 10 minutes, you're going to pay like 50 bucks, right? And one time I gave advice that saved clients millions of dollars when they called me and said, hey, we're in a rough part of town, Jen, so we want to lock everybody in at lunch. And I was a baby lawyer. I was probably five or six years out. And I thought, oh, well, that's a great idea, right? They need to be safe. And then I started looking and I saw that if you lock somebody in at lunch, then they didn't get their meal period. So pretty soon you you have a huge class action, private attorney general's act claim PAGA here in California, right? And so in 10 minutes, I was able to tell the client, yeah, we're not doing that. You can't lock them in, right? There's that That's not going to be a lawful meal period. So sometimes I think just as all of us are, we're a little short-sighted as employers where we feel like, oh my gosh, it's going to cost me $25,000 to do an audit. Well, why would I want to do that? Nobody's even sued me. Well, what do you need to know? Like sometimes what you don't know is what's going to get you, right? So it's that balance. The other thing I like to tell clients is, look, you don't have to call your lawyer every day, right? I mean, I have some clients who call us once every six months or once a year. I like them just as much, right? I give them just as much attention as you give anyone else. So, you know, when you think about it, Tim, when you actually get into a litigation perspective, I mean, what are the most important things for employers to think about? Obviously, this is a big topic, but if you just had to give some advice to employers that are listening who are involved in a lawsuit right now, a workplace lawsuit, what are a couple of tips that you can give them? What I always tell uh, our our defense clients is it's very important that the company have a good trusting relationship with the attorneys that are going to be representing them, whether that's me or somebody else. And whether it's when I represent individuals or companies, I'm constantly telling them this is a relationship of mutual trust. I want you to trust me. And I need to be able to trust you. 
the relationship of of mutual trust is incredibly important because you you have this major problem for your business, which is litigation. You're right; it's it's expensive. It is an emotional experience, and rightly so. More often than not, employers are angry that they've been sued a lot of times for doing nothing wrong. We do validate that 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 this is something that you have every right to be upset about. It's uh, in some senses, tragic for your business, but you have to put on your business person hat at the same time. In my first conversation with every new defense client, what I tell them, and lawyers, different defense lawyers view their roles differently, but what I say, my job is, is to save you as much money as I can. And that's going to have a different specific strategy for each case. In one case, that might mean, look, we did mess up on this. Let's get into early settlement negotiations and try to get this resolved. Because I don't want you to pay me for two years worth of attorney's fees. And then two years down the road, we realize we're not going to win this case at trial. Let's settle. Then you've lost a lot of money paying your defense lawyers, and then you have to settle a lawsuit anyway. In other cases where an employer truly has not done anything wrong, and we think that we can position the case for summary judgment, for a motion to dismiss, to get it thrown out early, we say, look, we're going to have to spend some money. We're going to have to put some time into defending this case, but that's going to be worth it because you didn't do anything wrong here. And we think that we can show the court that. So my, my first tip on what employers should think about if they have the unfortunate experience of being involved in a lawsuit is find an attorney that you can really trust, that you believe knows what he or she is doing. Because it is it does become a business relationship, but also an emotional relationship, a personal relationship with your attorney. So you want to be able to trust that person. The second piece of advice I would give is be proactive from the get-go in litigation. Do an analysis with the help of your attorney to figure out have we done anything wrong? Is there any validity to these, these claims that have been alleged? And be honest with yourself. Let your business be honest with itself. You may feel as if you've done nothing wrong, but as you know, Jen, California law is constantly changing. We, we not only have legislative changes every year that come out in January, but we have changes in the law that come down from court cases. And so we're constantly having to evaluate that and monitor that and advise our clients. You know, this was the law yesterday, but I'm sorry, there was this court decision that I'm came sorry. out. You know, we're thinking about FARA and the meal break thing. Everybody paid meal breaks at the base rate of pay. And now all of a sudden, the California Supreme Court says, you're supposed to pay those at the regular rate of pay. And guess what, guys? It's retroactive. Okay. Ultimately, unfair. No employers knew that, but it's something we have to be able to deal with right away. Let's fix those issues. Let's get those premiums paid at the right rate of pay. And then let's see what we can do to mitigate any liability for penalties in the lawsuit that we might have that's already existing. So we, we try to take a very proactive approach, even when you're in litigation. Tim, those are such good points. And one of the things that I think we should end with this idea of having a reluctant client, right? You know, you have to have that trusting relationship. And a few times in my career, I've said to a client, I don't think you trust me. You're a reluctant client. You need to find a new lawyer. I don't want to be working against you, right? We have to have this 
this relationship where we can trust each other. Tim, I could talk to you for two weeks about this topic. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. You are such an asset to our legal profession. You are always so professional and you're so bright and so just pragmatic about this whole process. I'm really grateful for your time today. Thank you. Jen, you are too kind. And thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking with you as always. And I know we will be continuing the conversation. You betcha. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 